from the city that has always been the epicenter of music. The established, the current, and the risers of the true soul of Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. From our days playing backyard basketball and Sega after school to him going off and producing, writing, collabing for Grammy nominees and winners, a childhood friend of mine joins me to chat about his journey, new music, working with countless greats in the industry, uh, just so much more. I chat with Rikies, my good friend, next on the Memphis Reverb. You're too kind. (laughs) This is the Memphis Reverb. As I said in the top of this thing, you never really know who you're going to be playing backyard basketball with. (laughs) 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 I am so excited about uh, talking to you, Rikies, because, boy, our relationship goes back to first grade, second grade. Somewhere in that man, we listen. We've come a long way from playing hockey in the, in your backyard <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> or or knocking on the door. Hey, can, can you come over right. and play today? <laughs> That's when kids still like played outside. Everyone. Well, here's the thing, though. You know, even when we were kids, we were making records back in the day. Remember the tape yeah, recorder we and and the the little rinky dink drum set, set. Now look at you, look at yeah. you, rubbing like, elbows with. Superstars in the music world. Like, like I think that was my first band. Our- <laughs> Me, you, and your brother. Do we call it sure. that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I still remember the song. Do Banging you? on a trash can. Banging on a trash can. <laughs> Which we kind of stole from Doug. Yeah. I mean, we, we totally ripped it off. But I mean, hey, listen. Hey, we were just sampling. We were just sampling. Right. It was uh, no harm. You know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just like being in Memphis, it's just in the air, just music. You know, it, it was, though, in your DNA. I mean, yeah. be be honest. Your dad is a musician. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and having literally the, the revolving door musicians in and out of the house. I mean, I can remember doing yard work one day and, <laughs> and there's like, man, that's, that's, that sounds like earth, wind and fire over there. <laughs> oh my. You're like, who are these people? <laughs> who are these people? Oh, it's just earth, wind and fire. And it's okay. You know, I mean, that's, but that's, that's kind of like your upbringing. Like that, that's who you are, you know? Yeah. Um, of course we, we go on and, and we're band nerds in, in high school and stuff like that. And, and it's yeah. all good, you know? And so I, I gotta know though, is there a little bit of pressure from pops to say, create a certain style or, or, you know, I mean, because, you know, let's, let's face it. The generational gap always says, well, oh, that's not music. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. is, is there a little pressure from, from, dad saying i wish you would write something like this or 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 anything like that or does that come Um, into play like believe it or not zero pressure really like zero because your dad kind of just forced it on him really like (laughs) yeah because i mean i grew up with him and you know like producing for everyone you can think of and just playing on every record in the studio growing up (laughs) And also having his band come to rehearse at the house in the garage, which probably kept you up at night and your folks. It's beautiful. I mean, you're um, not, I'm not <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just always wanted to be around it. Yeah. So it was just he didn't really force anything. Yeah. You know, he just helped me when I had the questions and um, like he saw I was interested in, in my parents and they just doubled down. Yeah. You know, as far as like. <laughs> You know, supporting me in high school, and then um, supporting me after high school, going to Berkeley, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I mean, it's it's it-, it was never really like if anyone really pressured me as my mom. Really, she was the one. That, like she was the one that was just like still to this day. It's like um, I don't like that song. <laughs> you know, like, she's the, she's you need the to tough, make this. You need the critic. To, you need to. Yeah, she's. I mean, don't get me wrong. My whole family is harsh. Oh well, when it comes but see, to, they know. Like, they know it. you can't pull quality over on them. of yeah. music. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't get anything over on on that yeah. musical eared family of yours, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, like my family is very um, blunt. Like when it comes to 
It's like, I guess that's where I get it from. Yeah. And so, and some artists can like respect that about me. It's just like, I'll just tell them the truth, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. You know, you're, you're, cause you're producing now for some of the biggest names, argument in music. And, and, and I mean, golly, kudos, man. I I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud for you and, and everything, man, because, um, you're right. You do have that ear, but I got to know when you are that blunt, when you are bringing up like, Hey, you know, listen, it doesn't really work like that musically. Uh, are, do you get pushback and, and what do you do when you get that pushback? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but at the end of the day, um, like a lot of the artists like really appreciate it because, you know, especially in L.A., like a lot of people kiss ass and um, really just it's all smoke and mirrors when people talk to you. And then Do you find that, that hard to navigate through? Like, yeah, like because I rather like someone tell me the truth, like, yeah. like, tell me if you really like the song, tell me like. Just keep it a hundred, right? Right. Um, but I had to learn also that some people are more sensitive than others, and you have to just do it in a, um, you know, not Memphis way. way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's usually the guys, not the girls. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine probably the the girls in L.A. much thicker skin, right? Yeah. I mean, they're getting it. It's just like little things too. Like I have like a lot of the artists I work with are close friends, you know, and this one close friend, you know, uh, I, they just did like a, um, like a, like a Jimmy Fallon performance. Right. Mm -hmm. And I like hit them and was like, Hey man, like what happened to the like performance? Did you guys just like rehearse? Like I said it in a jokingly way. Right. And he kind of took offense to it. And I totally, you know, but that's just the musician in me. Yeah. It's just like, man, like, I got to rehearse and like, <laughs> get it tight. But, uh, you know, we keep tossing out like all the people you work with and, and never really naming any. So I'm going to go ahead and start naming some names here because uh, I, I do mean this as being the A-list. Wiz Khalifa, of course, uh, that's one near and dear to my heart because of Pittsburgh. Uh, you got... Memphis man, Rick Ross himself. Uh, you got little mix in the mix of that. Uh, you got her, which we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. Chris Brown in that skip Marley, which props to you, uh, nominated last, uh, Grammy award, the 2020s, uh, for the number one R and B song and the R and B album of the year. Uh, you got Sam Fisher in that mix. You got Demi Lovato in that mix. I I mean, and we could keep going with this a list crowd that you're just, rubbing elbows with man i mean it's pretty impressive and so uh, i say all that with i listed out a a whole bunch of artists and and like three or four different genres start popping out you know uh how do you balance that little game you know because you're all over the map well yeah i mean it's just who i am like growing up like where we grew up you know in the like in um Cordova, which is like a suburb of Memphis. Right. Like, it's just all kinds of things going on. And then band really, like, just changed everything for me in high school. Yeah. So you have that. But, like, Memphis in it, like, I guess I got my classic sense in, like, from Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, being in the studio, seeing, you know, bands cut from tape and, you know, um, that aspect of the soulfulness and, like, Memphis kind of vibes mm-hmm. uh, from here. And then when I moved to the East Coast, um, I really got like all the R and B and hip hop mm-hmm. and all the current stuff because you got to understand like growing up in Memphis in high school, I was listening to all old school records. Right. I didn't know anything that was current. Right, like, that was my sister and brother was listening to all the current the stuff. Pop stuff, and, and then right. like and then my mom was into weird stuff like. Um, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And <laughs> yeah, Phil she Collins was making the show tunes, wasn't she? <laughs> and Sade and um uh what's the uh, and oh uh Dido. Dido. She was into all that. Yeah. 
So weird cord, left real stuff. pad cord kind of stuff going on in the in the house, you know. Right. Uh, and then you have my brother who was, you know, listening to the like Jodeci and like um, Nas, mm-hmm. and then my sister, typical Whitney Houston, and all that kind of stuff. And I was just listening to what like what like what my dad was putting me on, right? Like, like jazz and all that kind of stuff, and. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire, Queen, mm-hmm. like Classics. just all the classic, you know, because you got to study your greats, right? Right. So I was just obsessed. Yeah. You know, I would go buy like Carlos Santana, like DVDs and just watch those. Yeah. Like Dave Matthews, you know. Carter Buford back there on the drums because you're a drummer. Like yeah. inherently, yeah. you're, you're, right, you're a drummer first. Well, a percussionist, excuse me. I'm a musician first. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, hey, let's right. let's go on to the the next step of that because yeah, you you have that well-rounded aspect to you. Uh, and I I would argue musician uh let's call it like it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so obviously Rikes comes out of that that whole band picture. Uh where does the name come from? Rikes. I mean, is it come from you playing piano or, or how does that work? It's not what you think. Uh, actually my girlfriend at the time, like, uh, I was like, I need like one of those like producer names, you know, Okay. it was like dark child. And then there was like Timbaland and, mm-hmm. you know, so I need one of those names. Yeah. You one, know what I'm saying? Like, like back in, that was like back in the early two thousands, like 2003, no, it was like 2006. Yeah. Uh, let me not make myself that old. <laughs> um, We're old. We're not. That she was old. like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, why don't you just call yourself Ryan Keys? Because your name is Ryan, your middle name is Keith, and you play the keys. So it's really <laughs> stupid, but that's it how it, it, it stuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was branded for life. And and so, but hey, listen, it's 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 working for you because I would associate Rye Keys, and I just told you because you played the keys, you know. Right. Um, but again, you're more than just a keyboard player or a piano player or a drummer or you know, a percussionist. If you want to get get down into it, you know, I mean, you're you're a through and through musician when it comes uh, to full circle. And I think, yeah, to that point, you're able to then branch off and do all these. Uh, different genres um let let me throw the one that i was surprised at just i don't know why i was surprised but i it took me like oh yeah well of course he plays uh reggae was skip marley like how did that relationship form i mean that surprised me too (laughs) um because like well basically i got the call uh from the a and r um, his A&R's um, Jeremiah Thomas, good friend. We actually came up together. I I got know him when he was an assistant over at Columbia, mm-hmm. um, and called me out of the blue like, um, "Hey, you want to be hey, on the right? You know, I have this. I have I have Skip Marley now over at um, Island, and you know we haven't cracked the code on him. Mm-hmm. And you know he was a big, huge priority because of Bob, right? You know, like his grandfather was." I mean, Island Records is Bob Marley. Bob Marley, right? You know. um, was there pressure so then to the say, "Hey, you have to do a reggae track," or like, was there a, no, like, a little conversation? I, Maybe we should reinvent Skip as a. As no, a- there was zero conversation, and I kind of prefer it that way. Mm. That way, I get to just be like, "Okay, this is what I would do for, for him." You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. instead of just having all the rules and like being pigeon. I mean, obviously like you want it to be current sounding, but still classic because Marley, like that name, when you think of it, it is it's, oh. it's classic. So right. it has to have some type of classicness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, got the call from him. He's like, why don't you come in and do a few days in LA mm-hmm. at the Island house studios in Hollywood. So Usually when I do before I go in with any artist is I go crazy. <laughs> I look them up. Yeah. Watch their interviews, stalk their IG. Yeah. Listen to all their music so I can get a vibe so I can catch their vibe. Oh, that's interesting. To see that who they are. Old music. Because usually you would want to sit down like in the old days, you know, 
you would like get to know you. Like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis spent like a week with Jan Jackson for, for like two weeks before they even like wrote. Right. Like Michael Jackson spent like a month with like Teddy Riley before they he even moved did the in with him. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, just like just so you get to learn each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. But those were different days. It's a different back then. Time they now. were just doing more albums and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So I like prepped like a few ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and um, slowed down was just like uh, just some chords and like a baseline, basically. Dude, it's a, it's and, a killer um, baseline. And and here it is. It's called Slow Down. Skip Marley featuring her. Uh, it, uh, it's it's. And um, yes, yeah, so that was the first first anything that I presented to the room. Slow um, down was that day with Skip, and um, yeah, we just ran with that. Wow! And um, <laughs> that was the first song we ever did. So. What What was the reaction when you were like, "Okay, yeah, this is the little song that I put together," and and it's slow down, which is a, a thick like. It's it's minimalist, but it's thick sounding. You know what I mean? Like that's so contradictory right. of itself. But you know, yeah. well, yeah, it's funny because I didn't grow up listening to a lot of reggae. But I mean, being that I went to a music school and grew up in band, like you learn these rhythms <laughs> as a drummer. So, like, he kind of learned everything, like, uh, like reggae rhythm, like uh, samba, mm-hmm. hip hop, all those kind of things, jazz. So, you, so like, you have that in your like repertoire. So, um, when it was with him, it was just like coming up with something that was that you could feel. And, and um, shout out to my collaborators, Nazri and BB Borelli, for writing an incredible song with me. On that on that day, for sure. That um, it, it's got to feel weird then when you start opening up the interwebs, just you know, seeing how the track is doing and seeing people cover your song. <laughs> like that's how yeah. how does that feel? You know, when when you're seeing like nine year olds, uh, you know, slapping bass and and you know, or or like these other kids right. like <sighs> ripping the bass line out out of that song and and really killing it. Uh, how does that make you feel? Amazing. Like, honestly, like, I didn't even think, you know, much of the song, like, as far as it, like, actually doing anything. <laughs> um, so, like, to see it just, you know, I think it just went gold, like, last week. Yeah. Or something. No, it's it's gold status um, now, my friend. And, of course, yeah. nominated uh, twice uh, during the Grammys in 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, it's not that bad of a record, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, you definitely know. <laughs> moved like moved like needle in, in the culture and all that kind of good stuff. And um, oh, shout out to her also for blessing the track. Yeah. Um, now, did you yeah. work with her or did you have any input or do you just send that off and like, okay, do something to it or, or how does that work? You know, usually when you have a feature, unless, you know, the artist is there when you write it, then it's like we're all in the room. But usually like like you send it out to their team and, you know, like with superstars like that, they had to fit it in their schedule. So, yeah, um, we we're lucky enough to for her to uh, get on it and they send me the vocals back and then I get to like place her ad libs where I think they should be, you know, and just make it oh, the power. incredible. Oh, the power. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All uh, the pressure and the power. Yeah. You know, the pressure and the power, right? It, it goes hand in hand, but it's okay. Um, with great right. power comes great responsibility. Okay. I learned that yes. from Spider-Man. Thanks. Um, let, let's talk about another collab that you actually have on working right now. And that is with uh, Sam Fisher and Demi Lovato. Um, their brand yeah. new song, What Other People Say. Here it is. Yeah. 
Demi Lovato. Man, uh... So Put a little Memphis in there. Huh? Yeah. Is is that uh is is that one of those that you're like wake up one morning and like roll over and like bum, 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 and, you know and, and write these uh beautifully <laughs> Well that one has a story. I feel like every song has a story and a journey. Yeah. This one definitely has a journey. Okay. Um well I knew Sam Fisher before he got like become like a big superstar as he is now. So yeah, um, he was just a writer then, mm-hmm. you know, he was just writing all the time. Me, him and Jeff Orburton. It was an amazing songwriter. Shout out to Jeff. He's responsible for Shawn Mendes' career, basically. Yeah. Wrote like Treat Me Better and um, all the big Shawn Mendes hits. Yeah. So Shawn Mendes doesn't exist without. <laughs> yes. Right. And so basically we were at my studio, us three, we were just writing for other artists at the time. We had a session uh, for pretty much that band that was signed to Simon Cowell, I believe. Yeah. I think it was and, after the um, X Factor. Yeah. So they had to like, you know, audacity of not showing up that day. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, they just didn't tell anyone. Just, just okay, cool. Punctuality so we like, is key. Uh, if if you were listening to this and you were an up and comer, show up when you're supposed to. Especially with like the A team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. that's pretty. Uh, we'll just say ballsy. Like, well, yeah. Do you, you get know. dropped immediately? Is there like a phone call like immediately that night? Like, hey, don't bother showing up next time. Or is there like, hey, we need to talk in the morning. You know, or, you know, is it? I mean, everything happens for a reason, though. I thank them. So, so basically, we were like, okay, man, forget these guys. Let's go down and just write like the best song. And then I just start playing the chords, you know. Like probably had do. a few drinks before that. Like you do. So I, just, <laughs> so I just start playing some chords. And then all of a sudden, we just start writing the song. Yeah. And then probably like an hour and a half, we had like the whole song. And Sam cut the demo. So fast forward, our lovely publisher, Sam Reese, shout out to Sam Reese over at Sony Music Publishing, um, sent the song to Scooter Braun for Demi. Mm. Fell in love, played Scooter's Demi like, the record. She, cause it was like, it was her story like at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the lyrics are really tailor made for her. Yeah. Um, so it was the first song she ever recorded back from the overdose. Mm, okay. So this is after the overdose. Demi is now on. Uh, is she, is, did she come out and say uh, she's California sober now at this point? Is yes. Is this a California like, sober I, day? I, like she put out a song called Anyone, but that song was written like two years ago before she put it out. So it was right. an older song. Right. But this was this was the first song. Since one of the people it, say was the first song that she cut post um, rehab and with the new management. Which you know, is that's Peter interesting Brown. because the word on the street was, does she still have her vocals after rehab? And there was, I mean, all that talk was was going around like, I don't know, you know, you get out of rehab and all that stuff goes downhill. Is she going to bring it or not? This, I think, is proof positive that she can't. Anyway, sidetrack. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. So, um, so she cut the song mm-hmm. and then at the same time, Sam Fisher was blowing up with his song called the city. Mm-hmm. It was a TikTok viral sensation. And, um, I think just both teams just had like a great idea of just making it a joint single. Let's, let's marry this little right. relationship and, and have a good day with it. So that's how the song became what it, this, you know what I mean? <laughs> came from a, a you know, Pretty much session that didn't happen into a just song that we wrote. Yeah. Then it got pitched. And here it is. Then got cut by Demi. <laughs> In a whole different key, by the way. Oh, is it really? It, it, like, did she take it up? Well, like Sam's version is like six steps down. <laughs> so I had to redo the whole thing for Demi. Yeah. Because there's no way you can pitch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That, did so you go immediately so back many, to like music theory and you're like, damn, my music theory teacher was right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, when the song came out, I was kind of relieved and like producers live with songs for a long time. So when stuff comes out, like it's cool to hear it on the radio. Yeah. Never take it for granted. 
but it's old. Sometimes you just you just don't want to hear it. Like, yeah, it's well, you've heard it for like what a thousand yeah. billion times, you know, <laughs> and and that's literally the number, a uh, thousand billion. So, um, you brought up TikTok, and I gotta know. Has that changed your mindset on how you write? Like you feel like now it's it's got to be hook, 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 as opposed to you know, writing a song like we know a song where you have, you know, a verse and a bridge and a hook. And, you know, is it is the writing pattern different anymore or? Absolutely not. Hmm. Because you can even take like there's even older songs that are becoming viral hits. Hmm. Like, tell me what's the. What's the hook, hook, hook in the uh, Fleetwood Mac song that just went viral like not too long ago? That's true. I think Dreams, right? Right. Yeah. With the cranberry it's sauce, just a, cranberry juice. Yeah. It's just random. It's just random songs, man. Yeah. I think. And I like, and I, I feel like when artists try to like double down on it, it just doesn't work the next time. You know, like I've been a part of like big TikTok songs, like for example, um, Say Grace, Boys Ain't Shit which is almost like half a billion streams right now. Right. Um, that was a big viral hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just a blessing and a curse because like, it's awesome. Like in the fact that it's a new avenue for artists to, you know, get exposed a little bit, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like for the true artists, then like they they can't stand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for the, well, it, it, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still not on TikTok. Uh, I got a couple yeah. of people that are like, "Oh, come on, bro, you got to get over to the TikTok side." And I'm like, mm, "No, man, right. are you on TikTok?" I'm not. I mean, I have a profile, but I'm not. I'm not making videos or anything. Yeah, I I just can't get into it, and and I understand the music side. I do, but it's not music to me if I'm only hearing thirty five seconds of it or a minute. You know, I I can't get the good meat of a song. You know, um, and I know that we do that on this show. So quit quit the hate mail. You're only playing thirty seconds of a song. Well, there's reasons for that, but anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> let let me yeah, because I just worked with the big one, uh, Addison Ray. Yeah. Um, who's like the TikTok queen right now. So, you know, I mean, like people are always going to like question anything that's new and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I just think you either can like try to like work it to your advantages like as an artist or you can just. Well, in case you know in point, mean? Addison Ray. I mean, Addison Ray, TikToker. Yeah. And now working with you and, and who's, you know, work with everybody. Um, do you get that from artists then they're like okay well no matter what we're only going to be playing a minute so let's just shorten the song you know let's just go two minutes or you know because to me coming from the pop world i remember songs that were three and a half now they're like two and a half (laughs) you know well if it was up to me every song would be like two minutes two two minutes 15 seconds (laughs) it's less you know what i mean like it's crazy like when you think about it in history right like in the fifties, all those Elvis songs and Little Richard songs were a minute and fifteen, twenty seconds. Yeah. Well, like if you think about it, five, you know, because they just hit you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They done better hound that. Like before you hear the hook, and then it's like the bridge, the hook, and it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's crazy, and then it went from that to like, you know, four or five minute, like Justin songs Timberlake, nineties, <laughs> with huge long intros. And, yeah. Well, we, um, hey, listen, I don't mind the long intros. The DJ, I will tell you, right. I don't mind the long intro that gives me a little space to breathe and talk and up the, you know, promo or whatever. <laughs> so, right. Don't, don't hate on those long intros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, I like my songs to feel like it's long, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. a too long then? I mean, like, if it feels good, it feels good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, if it was up to artists, they would make their songs like six minutes. You know what really? I mean? Like, um, but yeah, like usually like the ballads mm-hmm. should be way shorter because it's slower tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more mistake room, if you will. Yeah. On a, on a yeah, but like then if you have a song with like a couple of features, it doesn't feel like it's long because you don't ever get bored. Like I have a rule where like, I never want to get bored in a song. Yeah. Like, if I get bored in a song, then something's wrong with the song. Uh, 
I do the phone test whenever I was, uh, you know, having the music sessions and the music, you know, days uh, at the radio station, we would be presented with four or five different songs. And if I found myself looking at my Facebook or my Twitter or, or my feed during the <laughs> song, probably hated it, you know, <laughs> you know, right. uh, or I was bored through it. Um, speaking of not being bored in um, you, uh, you didn't find yourself being bored during the pandemic. Uh you were working your your hind end off during the pandemic. I'll be very probably different, right? Yeah, it was driving me crazy, man. Like, um, well, first, uh, I'm just happy that we're out of this. Well, sort of. Uh, we're, we're on the other side there. of it. We're getting you know? there. Because um, you know, like, we lost a lot of great people in 2020, and um, but yeah, like, we just had to learn how to adapt mm-hmm. because. Um, doing like what we do in the entertainment industry it's basically like you're self-employed so right you know if you don't work you, you don't, don't get money yeah you don't <laughs> so, <eat. laughs> um yeah so basically you know zoom this whole zoom thing just you know came out of nowhere i, I guess like for us because we didn't know much about it but um yeah we just figured out how to do that do you do you this, find yourself like, in a safe over way zoom or or making music over zoom now Say it again. Do you find yourself making music over Zoom, like or writing over Zoom? Is is that a thing? Yeah, just like just like how you and I are talking now. This is how like a session would be. You know, I would Weird. Like, play some chords on the piano here, and um, hmm. yeah. I mean, like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's. I mean, it's <laughs> it's better than nothing. You know what I mean? Do you get to the um, point where you where you then get back together and you're like, oh. That's that's what that sounded like. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes like it turns into a big cut. Like I just recently wrote um, like a song uh, off like Zoom, like maybe like like a, like a month ago, and like John Legend just cut it. Look at you. So I know the first time you blew me off. Uh, this was supposed to happen like what a month ago, and uh, yeah. I got blown off by you because you were like, "Oh, sorry, I got a, a session with John Legend," and I was like, "Well, I guess if that's." I guess that's an excuse and I'm fine with it, you know. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, I'm not John Legend status. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think 2020 really separated the ones who really wanted it as far as, like, trying to figure out, like, a way. Yeah. You know, versus, like, you could easily just... Um, I mean, like, everyone had a lazy face. Oh, I don't yeah. care who you are. Everyone had, like... You know, like that stretch. I think it was like maybe March, April. Mm-hmm. Then when June and July came, it was just like, all right, I got to do something. We got to, we got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in the same way where you hit that bridge, you hit that wall, and you were like, mm, I got to do something. I mean, that's where this this silly little podcast came from. Is it was like, right. I got to get back on the air. Um, yeah. Speaking of on the air, boy, you uh, not only on every Spotify playlist with all your artists, but you made another big time playlist, and that was Michelle Obama's playlist. Uh, a couple of your right, uh, yeah. songs on, on Michelle Obama's playlist. When you see that news roll down, who's your first phone call? What do you what What's your thought process then? Like, oh, I made it, or or do you even feel like you've made it? Uh, I mean, that was amazing. I mean, she's like very respected obviously yeah and um yeah i mean she has great taste obviously <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you no um yeah, it was great you know i always look forward to her and um barack's playlist every year and mm-hmm. it was just a great moment to see our song on there yeah now i mean now we have to get it on barack's next, next yeah time. he's the tougher cookie right of, yeah. of, of the two He's Michelle's kind of like yeah. open to new music and experimentation yeah. kind of thing whereas yeah Barack's pretty much set in his way right it's exactly. not impossible though not impossible I've, there's some new music on that playlist you, you, right. you can crack that code yeah but definitely celebrated it for sure like I tend not to get too high but not too low mm-hmm. like I guess if that makes sense yeah no, like I- you always like celebrate the small wins and wins and and then, but you always just, you know, keep focused and what's a loss you know, for you then? Like a loss. Yeah. Man, I, uh, I love to forget those, but, uh, <laughs> but you, you, uh, you have that song that you wrote, right? You were like, this is good. You know what I mean? And it just, yeah. it, it doesn't happen. 
Right. Or, or do you do you then say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make it happen regardless and send it to so-and-so or wherever it goes. Well, if you have a song like sometimes on an artist and it doesn't really go, mm-hmm. um, my thought process is, is actually – uh, I can't wait till the three year clause is up in the contract so I can just reproduce it and sell it again <laughs> to somebody else. <laughs> so you put, you put <laughs> which, that in its Which own I just did recently, actually. <laughs> 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 From a song that we gave to someone that we shouldn't have get, you know. Yeah. Like you just trust the a and like, this guy's going to be the next star. You have this gem of a record and you, but like, do you hold like some you of those to trust back? like the like you have to trust the process in that sense because mm-hmm. you just never know who's going to be the next Sean Mendez or the next like whoever right like, look at like Olivia Rodrigo I mean she, she's killing it you know right but um but do you but yeah. do you inherently know like say you have one of those meetings with this up and comer right and oh the next big thing you know since sliced bread but you inherently can see it you can feel it in the room where you're like. Mm, no. And and so you maybe hold back a little bit or, or you're like, you know what? I'm going to let you fail. Well, no, I mean, like, don't get it twisted. Like the artist has to kill the song. Like, like they have to kill like, like the record. They have to sound good on the song. And like, I guess you believe in it in that sense, but it's kind of up to a lot of parts for the, for it to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like the label has to do their job and, you know, the artist has to do their job. So like a lot of moving parts has to happen. And then like the public really has to like it. Yeah. You, know, you can't forget about them. Obviously. <laughs> there's, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> right. If, if we're calling it pop music, like, it's got to be popular. Yeah. And then it's just like, maybe this song wasn't for you. Maybe it was supposed to be for that person. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. True. Uh, we have a recurring theme going on in, in, in the show and I, I don't know how it started, uh, but it, it has. And that is this theme of, do I even need a label? Well, now I got a label guy, you know, I've got a producer who's, who's worked for labels and, and understands that whole world. Um, I'm going to ask you flat out, do I need a label if I've got my own band or I've got my own, you know, kind of act going, do I need a label? I would say you don't need it in the beginning. Like, I feel like you have to make yourself like sort of kind of hot before everyone comes to the party. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, So like in that sense, I mean, it really just depends, you know, like it depends. Like, so like my good friend, JP Sachs, for example, um, he was hustling like on his own. He was putting out song after song after song, mm-hmm. and great. He was putting out great material, mm-hmm. you know. And all of a sudden, you know, Massey over at Arister, you know, like made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Then, like, you have more leverage, like in that sense, as an artist mm-hmm. to get what you want because you're so you're at not that point, screwed you're like, out of a bad deal. Yeah, then you can do a joint venture with a label. Mm-hmm. Then you have more control. You know what I mean? Because inherently, um, I think you feel like, well, I don't need you, you know, because right. I'm doing this myself. So what are you going to right. bring to the table that I can't do kind of thing? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like as far as you just going without a label, you know, if you're willing to bet on yourself and, you know, spend your own money mm-hmm. and you have a great distrib- you know, distrib- uh, dis- uh, distributor, mm-hmm. you know, then you can do it. Yeah. You know, it just takes a lot of work. It, like, it takes a lot of work on either side. Yeah, regardless. Like, people think, oh, because I have a, like, record deal. No, <laughs> it's not what <laughs> you, you think hard, anymore. just as hard like, with a deal than, than without a deal, huh? Yeah, because really, it's like what you put into it. Mm. Like, if you're a signed artist and you don't do any work, you're not going to see any results. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we talked a little bit about what pandemic did uh, for you and, and the business. But, you know, not only did we live through the pandemic, we're also have the, I guess, privilege of uh, living through a, a really important movement. And that is this this Black Lives Matter movement. What is that done for music or to music? 
has it changed the game or has it changed the way you write or, or maybe the artists coming in, has it changed their perspective at all that you've noticed? Like, I think, well, like I think it's almost in the same sense how it, like how it was in the seventies when, or in the like late sixties and in the seventies when like the um, civil rights movement was happening. Mm-hmm. Then you have like artists like Marvin Gaye that, were, that was like putting out like, um, what's going on like that album was all about what was going on you know in the civil rights era then you had like and then like like then you had in the 70s you know with like john lennon like writing those kind of songs and love. Like was going on that time right. so most songwriters are like reactive in that sense where you just can't help to write about what's going on like in the like in the sign of the times you know um so yeah, like I think um hopefully we don't have to write too many more of those <laughs> right. moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, but it's it's crazy a different that we're still talking about it like yeah. decade well, after, after decade, you know. We uh you you mean we grew up in Memphis. Uh Memphis is yeah. has a different perspective on and I would argue race over, you know, out in LA or or Chicago or New York or you know, your other major cities. Um simply because, you know, it's not weird for me, you know, uh, to have Rikes across the street from me playing basketball in our backyard. But I guess it's different in, in other parts of the world. I, that's weird to me. You know, that that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work, you know, in my head. But, you know, I mean, yeah. granted, Memphis is still in the south. I get it. Believe me, racism exists here, too. I'm not blind to that fact. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I think you were my first friend, actually. Oh <laughs> when I think about it growing up. <laughs> we were I mean you we were, were the only the kids street, on the street, so, but I mean it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we had no choice. Right. <laughs> um but you, yeah, obviously like your parents are the nicest. Uh, but yeah, listen, so. I, I think that works both ways. You know, listen, I was yeah. over at your house just as much as you were over mine. We were playing yeah. Sega in your bedroom for hours on end. Oh, yeah. To the point where right. your mom yeah. like literally kicked us out. <laughs> right. <laughs> almost, yeah. almost the scene at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where it's okay. You got to go home. <laughs> Yeah, and then like back in those days, like you knew to go home when it was like it was getting dark outside. Yeah, sun was down, you were home because that's dinner yeah. time, you know. Or that was that you're was over here eating dinner, and we'll call your parents telling them we're eating dinner. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, uh, it, it has literally come full circle uh, with our relationship, right, Keys? Where uh, not only am uh, I playing your records, uh, so we're technically, I guess, we're still playing in the backyard, right? Together, yeah, man, yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, but now I'm playing your records, and and it's 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 really cool to see. Uh, Skip Marley, uh, go check out uh, the new song there. I, I guess relatively new. It it was uh, nominated for two Grammys, uh, album of the well, year. Well, he, he has a single coming soon, so oh, he does. <laughs> Yes, I'm executive producing the next album. Um, so just watch out for that album. Um, should come in August. Single um, looking like June for the single. Okay. First single. So we're literally uh, mm-hmm. dropping that um, because uh, by the time this comes out here in the next couple of weeks, uh, you're you know you're you're dropping on a Friday and and that could be dropping uh, pretty close next week then. So be looking yeah. out for that then. Awesome. Yep. And I'm also um, executive producing the Jesse Reyes um, next album. So just look out for that as well. Okay. Um, just busy, man. Man. <laughs> <Have> no time. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about everything else you've got coming up. Plus, uh, we talked a little bit about how eclectic your music taste is, but we'll dive into your top five uh, all next. Hang on. Yeah. This is the Memphis Reverb. From pitch to the center circle studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. Check out the latest episodes at my3subspodcast.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Reverberations heard around the world. This is the Memphis Reverb. Reverb. 
Well, uh, I mentioned in uh, the body of this thing, uh, you, you come from a, a wide array background of musical tastes, and I, for one, cannot wait for a Rikey's Top 5. Let's do it. We're counting them down. Countdown. In at number five, I am... A, I, okay, you can say what you will, but I am a fan of Chris Martin and Coldplay, and I'm so glad you are, too. Higher power. Higher power. Got me singing. Fantastic. Uh, I, I guess that's it's like why Rick Springfield, yeah, Tears of Fears. It's it's uh, got a nice little <laughs> bop to it. Uh, so that's it number. Feels five. like Bruce Springsteen a little bit. Yeah, it does not feel like Coldplay. It does not feel like Chris yeah. Martin. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Have you worked with Chris Martin uh, yet? No, he's on my bucket list though. Uh, sure. It, it, any day now, any day. Uh, let's yeah. uh, continue this countdown on with Harry Styles. This is the second time Harry Styles has popped up in a top five and an artist's top five. It's treat people with kindness. Sixties, seventies. Oh yeah, you man. know it, it, that's another bop. Uh, Harry Styles. He's so underrated. I think so too, man. Just very uberly talented. Um, and and that being said, let's let's move on with the talented. Uh, have you worked? In, and the only reason why I'm going to bring Phineas up is uh, with uh, Billie Eilish. Of course, Phineas uh, being her brother and and producing all of his stuff. Uh, has he changed the game at all? Has Phineas changed the game? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like based on like the like the quality of work he's put out. It's sure. it's insane, really, right? Like yeah. how he's building tracks out of nothing. Uh, going back to when we were kids banging on a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> he literally A lot of people been- don't know, like a lot of those Billy um Eilish records are like him. Like Yeah. Like comes from his mind too, you know. Yeah. A lot of those like you know, hooks and like lyrics. Well, he's, I mean, she's, she's him. just yeah. on, on, on top of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would argue the same way, but, uh, here we go. I, sorry. I brought up Phineas, but it's Ash and Phineas, uh, till forever falls apart. Cause you've got me and you know that I've got Sounds a little Billy Eilishy, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's also a straight up queen like reference. <laughs> See, that's the music. Yeah, you got to separate that, man. It's the musician, and you're going. But you know what that really is, right? And my wife hates it. Oh man, she hates it when I do it. I'm almost like, you know what song that is, though, right? <laughs> uh, in it. In a number two, uh, I happen to be a huge fan of Julia Michaels. Um, talking with her, she is a gem. Uh, Julia Michaels, all your exes. I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. I want to kill all the memories that you save in your head. Be the only girl that's ever been in your bed. I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. I want to talented right julia michaels she's one of those that started out writing for literally everybody under the sun and then i guess she just got to the point where she was like you know what i can do this myself (laughs) she's an alien man like those lyrics to that song yeah are crazy uh and and so fitting because i think we've all felt that way (laughs) you know and it's just like (laughs) julia get out of my damn head how about that huh right uh in at number one rounding out the uh countdown is SZA good days (laughs) 
it's a beautiful one too man this is so good killing it right now Now that's a prime example of a song being four minutes and 30 seconds when it doesn't feel like it because this is so good yeah uh well you know and i think uh there are a few tracks the last time i've i listened to something longer than three and a half minutes was probably justin timberlake uh the 2020 uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. part one i think a few of those stretch like eight minutes nine and a half <laughs> yeah. but again that was a vibe you know there was like four songs wrapped yeah. up into one um but yeah no i agree uh okay so you've got a lot coming out between skip marley new album drop and your executive producing the new album with skip um and that's out this summer um with new music out any day now fall fall oh excuse me this fall yeah so um but new music coming out this summer within june you said right yeah yes Uh, single out in summer album out early fall like september oh man that's still right before the grammy deadline you know memphis it's still hotter than absolute hell out here in september so don't even (laughs) give me fall oh yeah the (laughs) mid-south baby (laughs) we are still sweating enough for the entire country down here so it's it's all good uh so september what memphis summer the rest of the part of the world uh fall sure uh and then uh what else you got coming out because i know you dropped a whole bunch of stuff that you've got releasing yeah, so the uh, I have a In, uh, Ingrid Andress song that's supposed to be coming soon. Okay. Uh, probably shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> uh, it's called "Wishful Drinking." Okay, uh, all right. It's a nice country record. Nice uh, for everyone. We don't um, discriminate on this show. This is the greatest thing ever. This is why I started this thing because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be tied to a genre. I'm not going to be tied to a format. So I don't care. You can you can listen to me if I don't if if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. Then I have another Chris Brown song. Um, Chris some Brown stuff with John Legend. Studio, huh? uh, but what's you know like the Skip album and the Jesse Reyes projects are taking up most of my time uh, uh, lately. Mm-hmm. So just look out for those albums coming soon. We will do, man. Rikes, uh, so good to see you uh, at being our first Zoom interview of the show. Uh, entire existence, you will forever be known as the first uh, on, on this program, being the first Zoom interview. Um, best of luck to you, my friend. Uh, it's always good to see you. So glad you're doing well. Uh, Thank you, Brody. And Appreciate it, man. Man, it's it's just it's good stuff. Uh, up next, I mean, on- we we are doing what we I guess so Uh, up next on the Memphis Reverb we go a little metal again with bravado it's literally with bravado they're up next until next time we are out peace and love the Memphis Reverb podcast hosted by Brody Scott recorded produced and edited by Brody Scott like and follow us on your favorite social media at Memphis Reverb if you'd like to be featured on the show just email us at memphisreverb at gmail.com Find more episodes by searching Memphis Reverb. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.